eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Rodgers, in trouble. Does he have a vintage moment in it? Pressure, pass is picked off, and who is it? Big B.J. Raji for the touchdown. Welcome back to another episode of the Packs with She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. And we are officially four days away from the 2022 NFL Draft. And I'm sure at this point everyone is sick of reading mocks, but we do this every year. I think it's our third time doing it now, and it's a lot of fun. So before the draft, you know, in four days, we're going to go through and do a full seven-round mock using the Draft Network's mock draft machine. No trades in this. We're just going to use the standard picks that the Packers have, but we'll go through, compare our mocks, and then at the very end, maybe give a couple quick thoughts on what we think the Packers will actually end up doing on Thursday night. So we've almost made it. Perry, we're almost here. The draft is almost here. I can't wait. So ready. I know. But it feels like it's been forever. It always feels like this. Like the from the Super Bowl to here, you just have, are so happy to have football to talk about. And then at some point, you're just like, I'm done with the speculation. I just want to know who's going where. I agree. So did you start your mock draft? We can kick this off right away with the first round. Let's do it. I'm right. going to start it now. Okay. So I just got to my my 22nd. And there's already some big names off the board. And this is why this is fun every year, right? Because your board and my board always end up looking different. And it's kind of a good exercise in what it could actually look like on draft night. We never know. There's going to be some surprises. There's going to be guys that were projected in the top 20 that fall. There's going to be guys that were labeled the second round picks that are taken in the first round, which makes it fun. So if you would like, you can go ahead and make your 22 selection and maybe give us some names that are on the board for you. Sure. Um, so you're right. This My board is already falling very interestingly. Most notably, Drake London went before Kyle Hamilton. I don't think that'll happen. Um, unfortunately, Mine too, actually. Ew. Really? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Chris Olave is already off the board. Um, we have some interesting choices here. So I don't know about you, Maggie, but I always actually go by TDN's player rankings, not by the predictive board. Um, yeah. Cool. So we're the same. Um, not surprising. So oddly, Andrew Booth Jr. is on, but I don't think the Packers are going to take a corner with their 22nd pick. Um, we've got Kenyon Green. 
We've got Devontae Wyatt, which I don't think the Packers are going to take. We've got Dax Hill. I think we all know where I'm going with this. We've got George Karloftis, another potential option. Your boy, Jaquan Brisker, Traylon Burks. Um, I'm going to go with my draft crush, obviously, because he's sitting here with Dax Hill at 22. So this is kind of a spoiler, but she said TV every year. They do a, who do you think will be the pick at 22? And Dax Hill was actually my pick this year for who I think will be the guy at 22. Um, Jersey Al always has us do a do not draft. And normally it's, you know, for a player that you don't necessarily like. And it was hard for me this year because there's a lot of really good players, but I ended up with Elam out of Florida as a do not draft just because corner feels like such a reach. Um, But my board honestly looks very similar to yours, which is really strange because that doesn't normally happen when we do this. Drake London went before Kyle Hamilton, Chris Olave already off the board, Trevor Penning, the right tackle out of Northern Iowa off the board. So who's left for me is Devontae Wyatt, Daxon Hill, George Karloftis, Devin Lloyd, Kenyon Green, uh, Traylon Burks. A lot of these guys I really like. Sorry if you can hear Bojack drinking water. (laughs) He's giving his thoughts and opinions on uh, the 22nd pick. But Boye Mafe is there. A lot of these guys I think are still going to be there at 28 when we pick again. So to differentiate between our two drafts, I'm going to take George Karloftis out of Purdue as my 22nd overall pick. Nice. Edge is obviously a need. It's definitely a position that the Packers value that high in the draft. Um, So would be stoked if they got George Karloftis for sure. So what's your board looking like at 28? So board's looking good. Um, Devontae Wyatt is still oddly here. David Ajabo, if they want to go kind of developmental edge, actually still have George Karloftis on my board as well. Um, DeMarvin Leal, Um, But I see a wide receiver here who I personally think is a really perfect fit for Matt LaFleur and his scheme. I know he's not the most polished of the first round picks, but I also think that he is just meant to live in Wisconsin. So at pick 28, I am taking Traylon Burks. Okay. I like it. Traylon Burks actually left for me at 25. So Again, something that very well could happen on draft night, the same kind of thing we saw in 2020. We could see a run on receivers, and the Packers are in a sweet spot, at least this year, to be able to kind of move around. Um, I've got Devontae Wyatt still on my board. Kenyon Green is there. Andrew Booth. Boye Mafe, who I adore, but I'm not going to take a second edge rusher. I think Twitter might explode at that point. Um, <laughs> N'Kobe Dean, Perion Winfrey. He, he feels a little bit reachy to me at 28. Not really. I think he'll be there, but I also think he could be there early in the second round. I'm going to stick with you and take a wide receiver, but I'm going to take Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. He's getting mocked to the Packers quite a bit. I'm not as high on him as some of the other wide receivers in this class. I don't think the Packers will reach at wide receiver, but I think if he's sitting there and they value him enough, they'll make the move. So he'll be my pick for 28. I love it. I think that's an interesting wide receiver choice. Um, I I am curious what fans would think, but he's really fun. And I mean, anyone looks good with Aaron Rodgers, right? Uh, he re- elevates everyone. And I think that's what's that's what's so interesting about him and even Burks. Like, there's some guys that are like Olave and Watson and Pierce. There's names every year that the Packers fan base seems to just fall in love with. And it feels like even if the Packers take a wide receiver, Pickens another one. If the Packers take a wide receiver, whether it's Burks or Dotson or somebody else, and it's not maybe who is on the Packer fan radar. I'm curious to see what the reaction will be because it's still a wide receiver in the first round. Exactly. It wasn't the wide receiver. Exactly. 
Um, all right, so I'm at pick 53, and there's still so many guys here. I'm I'm just so curious to see what the Packers do at with all these top picks because, like you said earlier, right, Perrion Winfrey has slid down to 53, which I think is really interesting. Um, your guy, Josh Pascal, is here at 53, which is kind of where I'm leaning at the moment, but same with, you know, Travis Jones, UConn. Um, George Pickens is here at 53, which I don't know is actually going to happen on draft day. I, I actually think the Packers might have to trade up to go grab him. Um, but since we just took a wide receiver and along that line is really, oh, I'm really torn right now. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really torn. Logan Hall is still here at edge. I love Logan Hall. I feel like he could be a, a first rounder. He's, he's awesome. I think. I'm trying to put my put myself in in the goot mindset, you know. Um, so I'm gonna go with Logan Hall, okay. and I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Logan Hall. So now we've hit safety, wide receiver, and edge, which arguably would have been going into this what I would thought would be the three first picks that they should make. So good job, GM Perry. I like it. <laughs> My board looks a lot different, I think, than yours, the way it's falling right now. Nicobe Dean uh, was at 43. Perrion Winfrey went right after that. Christian Watson went to the Vikings at 46. George Pickens went to the Bears at 48, which is just gross. gross. We got a run on wide receivers. David Bell went to the Saints one pick after. Jalen Petrie already off the board, so I wouldn't have the opportunity to take one of my safeties. Um, I've got left right now Brees Hall, who's fantastic, but if the Packers take a running back in the second round, I'm going to lose my mind. So not putting that into the universe. Um, No wide receivers left for me. A couple tight ends. I've got Trey McBride on the board. Um, But I think here at this pick, since there aren't any of the top safeties left, which is a bummer, um, it would feel like a reach at this point to go for a safety. So I'm going to take interior defensive lineman, lineman Travis Jones out of UConn because I think Kenny needs some help. And if you pair him with George Karloftis, it's just going to be a nightmare for that front seven. I love that. He's he's slowly become one of my favorites. He's awesome. Um, yeah. So I still have him on the board too, but I'm going to not – follow you um we also have chad mama i just love his name linebacker out of wyoming um josh is still here but i just took an edge um george pickens is somehow still on my board at wild. Wild. Um, which is wild but so here's my question is that i've been watching some mocks and like Alec Pierce is falling somewhere between that like 59 and 93 pick that the Packers mm-hmm. have. It's like, is it a reach to take Alec Pierce at 59 or hope that he waits to or wait and hope that he falls? I think that it's not a reach. I think, and I mean, like it's, it's a terrible example, but to me, guys like AJ Dillon and Josiah DeGuara are examples of just getting your guy. Like if there's somebody on the board, there's somebody I really like that I want to take at 59 who is way down, you know, not necessarily as high on the draft networks board, but I think he's such a Packer pick that I'd feel comfortable doing it. Yeah. Cause I also want to take a tight end, but like there's time to take a tight end and it doesn't necessarily need to be with one of these top picks. And uh, I really feel like with all this draft capital, like the Packers have to come away with potentially two wide receivers and, just completely change the game, but I don't know if that's necessarily something that they would do. 
Um, so I'm talking a lot because I'm stalling because there's too many. <laughs> Honestly, there's too many options. I could go linebacker here. Um, but I think I think if Pickens is still on the board, uh, I have to take him. Yeah, I think if if Pickens is on the board at 59, uh, Brian Gutekunst himself would get to Vegas and hand over <laughs> that card. Um, I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to take an offensive tackle. I just released my unofficial my guys list for the 2022 season or the draft class. And Abraham Lucas, offensive tackle out of Washington State, is one of my favorite prospects. I think you can plug him in and he could be a right tackle for the next 10 years. And we don't know what's going to happen with Elton Jenkins, but the offensive line has a little bit of a question mark. And, you know, whether, you know, Lucas is just your backup swing tackle for a while while he develops. I think Lucas at Washington, out of Washington State is going to be my guy at 59. Great choice. Yeah, I've been eyeing the tackles as well. Um, there's definitely a few in the later rounds that I think would pair really nicely. Um, so my board is falling very interestingly as, as you're making your pick. Um, a lot of those guys that I was choosing between went immediately after, right? Perry, <laughs> Travis Jones, Chad Mama, Trey McBride, all in that order. Um, Abraham Lucas is gone. Greg Dolchik is gone. Um, Alec Pierce was taken by the Cardinals at 87. Me too. So <laughs> that's really fun for them. That would actually be really fun for them. That'd be awesome. Um, so now we're here. And now, for those of you who've never used the Draft Network before, this is not sponsored. But to explain what we're looking at, they list out the, the team needs. Um, and as you take players, they cross off what you've already taken. And so right now it's listing... Offensive tackle, interior defensive lineman, linebacker, tight end, interior offensive lineman as my next few needs. They have cornerback and cornerback, make sure I pronounce that correctly, and running back as the next ones, but I'm not really going to take those, I don't think. Um, Leo Chanel is here for linebacker for me at pick 92, and a Wisconsin guy going to Green Bay just feels too right. Um, I also think that he'd be super fun in the middle of the defense. So I'm going to go Leo Chanel. Love that. You'd make a lot of, of RAS fans very happy. I think he had like a 9.99 unofficially yeah. maybe. He's, so. he's nasty <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. He'd be the TJ Watt that never was uh, for the Green Bay Packers. But yeah, I don't like the way that my board is falling. I'm much uh, prefer the way that your board has fallen right now. Um, but a lot of guys I really liked that were, I was hoping, you know, would get into kind of this 92 range did not make it. I was hoping that maybe a safety would be there like Brian cook and he got taken way early. So everything else feels like a reach at this point. Um, so I don't want to reach for any position because Brian Gutekunst wouldn't do that. So mm -hmm. looking at my board, I've got Greg Dulcich out of UCLA Kate Otten from Washington, so could take a tight end here. A couple edge rushers. Drake Jackson is awesome, but I just don't see taking a second edge rusher this early. A um, couple wide receivers. Kyle Phillips is really fun out of UCLA, but just not really seeing that. So I'm going to take a Jelani Woods tight end out of Virginia, the freak athlete that Matt LaFleur can kind of mold into whatever he wants for this offense. I love that. So fun. Yeah, I'm looking here and I would I'm really ready to take a tight end, but nobody's falling and I'm like you, I don't want to there's no point in reaching. Let's see uh 
scroll a little bit more for me here. Lots of offensive tackles coming down the pipe. Let's see if Jelani Woods is still on the board. He was definitely already taken. Yeah, there was a little bit of a run on tight ends for me in round four, <laughs> um, which is okay. It's round four. Um, I'm going to go then with an offensive tackle. Um, obviously, right tackle is still a little bit of a question mark for the Packers, and I really like Luke Godecki out of Central Michigan, um, super utility-type player, um, was their starting right tackle. Um, he does have a little bit of a knee injury history because he spent um, all of 2020 out with an injury and had surgery. But I think with some time, um, the Packers could use some depth there. He could be a great player. And you know how much the Packers value their offensive linemen. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. I am sitting here at 132 and I'm not sure where to go at this point. A lot of names that I really like are already off the board. Um, some of the normal depth guys that I would look at here are not where I would expect them to be or hope they would be, which is probably honestly a, a good indicator of what's going to actually happen on draft night. So I'm going to take uh, one of my favorite late round inside linebackers in this class to kind of round out the room behind Devondre Campbell and Chris Barnes. And I'm going to take DeMarco Jackson linebacker out of Appalachian state. He is an absolute freak and he honestly is probably going to have a huge role on special teams. We know Rich Passaccia yeah. is going to need some of those guys to kind of be mainstays and he could be a mainstay for you for a long time. Yep. Love that. Do have to think about special teams in this draft for the Packers because they're going to need to rebuild that room for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of linebackers left for me. Another Wisconsin guy, Jack Sanborn, on the board. We've got a few more offensive tackles. Tyquan Thornton, who visited the Packers, at a wide receiver out of Baylor, is still here. I don't feel the need to take another wide receiver just yet because I've already taken two. So I'm actually going to take, and you're going to have to help me here because I'm definitely going to botch his <laughs> name, um, tight end out of Maryland. You're going to have to help me. Oh, Chigo? Yeah. Chigo Aconquo. Aconquo. Thank you. Um, he tested like crazy at the combine. I remember watching some of his drills and he looked super fun. Um, he's not the biggest tight end of the world, but that's okay. 6'2", 242. You can maybe put on some weight, but definitely going to be a um, pass catching guy. And I think Packers need to fill out that tight end room. Yeah, he's really fun. Actually, in the Chisa TV draft guide, they list him as a fullback, which just kind of shows you like he's got that gadgety Josiah DeGuara ability to line up anywhere, but he's super fast. And when he gets the ball in his hands in space, he is really dangerous. They used him a ton of different ways at Maryland. So he'd be really fun for a Matt LaFleur offense. I like Sounds that pick like a lot. Matt LaFleur kind of pick. <laughs> he does. He's like a more athletic Josiah DeGuara who can maybe do a little bit more. Um. Yeah, so I'm here at 140. There's some names I really like still. Matt Henningsen, the interior defensive lineman out of Wisconsin. I think it was Brennan Rupp who called him a more athletic Dean Lowry. That's the kind of you know ceiling you're looking at for a rotational player. That's really cool. I've got Chigo on my board as well. Daniel Bellinger, the tight end out of San Diego State, is here. Um, but I don't want to take another tight end since I already have Jelani Woods. So I don't know. I'm not really in love with anybody that's on my board right now. But I do want to take a second wide receiver because I haven't done that yet. All I've got right now is Jahan Dodson. 
So I'm going to take another one of the guys I really like on day three of the draft, and that is Romeo Dubs from Nevada. He's 6'2", 200 pounds, really, really good route runner, really fast, and he, I think, would just be a fun boundary receiver for the Packers that brings that speed back. Yep. Very fun. They need just like that boundary guy. And I don't know if Jahan is that true kind of like X receiver. Yeah. Um, but love that. And hey, as long as he produces, doesn't matter where when you take him. Yeah, there you go. Um so I now am getting to a place where not too many guys I know and love are left. Um I'm looking and now I'm thinking like who's going to be, you know, that starter on special teams for the Packers, um, who has that kind of pedigree and potentially now some like filler depth guys. Um, I don't want to take a running back yet. I feel like the Packers will. Like I just think that they'll take me back in the like fifth, sixth, seventh round. Um, Potentially another offensive lineman. This is the part of the draft where I my knowledge of these players starts to decrease at a rapid pace. <laughs> I, I got some guys left I like on my big board. You got some guys you left? Okay. Um, oh, there's Daniel Bellinger, fun tight end from San Diego State. I do really like Michael Woods, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. He's still here for me. Do I take a third wide receiver? I mean, it's got shades of... EQ, Jamon Moore, and MVS. I like it. I'm going to do it. Why not? Michael Woods, the second, out of Oklahoma. You got right. pick 171. <laughs> All right, so I'm here, and I actually have a couple names I like, which is surprising. Um, Eric Azukanma, the wide receiver out of Texas Tech, is here. I've seen a lot of Packers fans really enamored by him. He's big, 6'2", 209, and he just had a super productive season um, with Oklahoma, or sorry, with Texas Tech. Um, Smoke Monday is here, the all-name 2022 draft class. Yes. Uh, safety out of Auburn. And then Cade Mays, interior offensive lineman out of Tennessee. He's played everywhere in college, projects best as like a right guard at the next level, which I think the Packers would benefit from. Kind of has Lucas Patrick vibes to me, where he could be your interior um, security blanket for a long time, but I'm going to take because I need one and I love his name. And I think he's a great depth piece smoke Monday, who is a really, really heavy hitter and who also would have a good role on special teams for a while. I mean, he literally has the best name. Ever. Does. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So now we're getting into, I'm at pick two twenty eight, and I'm thinking about what I haven't taken yet, which is, interior defensive line and interior offensive line. Now I don't think the Packers necessarily need an interior offensive lineman to be honest, but depth is never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. Um, I'm also thinking about like what guys can play on special teams. Maybe I take more of a developmental linebacker. There's David Anay. I can never, why can't I pronounce anyone's names ever? (laughs) <laughs> Nenny, um, who is kind of actually more of a hybrid linebacker, strong side defensive end. So maybe this could kind of fill that interior defensive lineman role that I haven't filled yet. Um, 
Let me see. He looks fun. Another Houston player, so he can be reunited with his teammate Logan Hall. We're going. We're going with it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I mean, there's once you get into the what round are we even at right now? Fifth? No, we're on round seven. Yeah, when you're in round seven, these are basically at this point your priority undrafted free agents and the guys that you just want to take a swing on um, before kind of the floodgates open up. So I know that we were just talking about maybe the Packers taking, you know, interior offensive line and do they need one or not considering kind of that that's where the depth is actually in, in that room. But Adam Senovich is here. He's the new offensive coordinator. He'll probably have a little bit of a say in some of the guys he likes. So I'm going to take Alec Lindstrom interior offensive lineman out of Boston college. We know that there's another Boston college offensive lineman who's projected to go in the first round. Uh, but I think they'll take Lindstrom to kind of round out the room as a depth piece. He's actually one of my favorite later round players. Um, I think he's a perfect like developmental guy uh, for, yeah. Um, That's how I feel about the player I'm about to take. So I was, I was deciding between potentially Josh Job, a cornerback out of Alabama. He obviously has like the Alabama pedigree, I think still a little bit of developmental, but I'm realizing that I've only taken one offensive lineman and that just does not feel very Packers like to me. Um, so I'm going to use my last pick, pick 249, um, for Ohio State offensive lineman Thayer Munford. Definitely a developmental guard, um, but filling out the room and um, just adding some depth for Steno. I like that. I, you know, with my last pick again, I'm conflicted. I feel like there's maybe positions that I could have addressed corner being one of those, you know, I said I wouldn't take one in the first round, but I fully expect the Packers to take a corner on day three of the draft, just, you know, for added depth. There's nobody I really love left on my board. So I think maybe the undrafted free agents will be who rounds out that room. They're still waiting to see what they have in guys like Shamar John Charles. So I'm going to add to my all name team and I'm going to take Charleston Rambo wide receiver um, as my final pick. He's got you know, he's a little bit skinny and shifty, um, but I think he can be a really fun gadget piece and probably will also be able to carve out a role for himself on special teams, which, again, is something that we've talked about quite a bit now that there's a brand new coordinator in town. So Rambo is going to be my guy um, with my last pick. We've got Rambo. We've got Smoke. <laughs> the energy. <laughs> Romeo is on here. Yeah. Great energy. Great name energy. We lost... Marquez Valdez Scantling and Equinemius Imhotep St. Brown. So we got to fill it in with some other cool names now. Yeah. And I think my draft class will, uh, will do just that. <laughs> all right. So let's, uh, let's do a rundown. Why don't you go from, from the top of your board all the way down uh, with the, all your picks. Okay. So with the 22nd pick in the NFL draft, the green Bay Packers selected Daxton Hill safety out of Michigan, Perry Goldstein screams in celebration Yay. <laughs> then six picks later, the Green Bay Packers select wide receiver out of Arkansas, Traylon Burks. In the second round, Logan Hall, edge out of Houston, George Pickens, wide receiver from Georgia. With 92, they take a home guy, Wisconsin linebacker, Leo Chanel. Later rounds, they get Luke Godecki, offensive tackle out of Central Michigan, Chigo. Remind me again. Oka. 
Oconquo is how I say it. <laughs> I got to get better at this. Tight end out of Maryland. Michael Woods II, Oklahoma wide receiver. David Anani, linebacker out of Houston. And Thayer Munford, interior offensive lineman, Ohio State. I like it. And in uh, in my fake GM world at pick 22, the Green Bay Packers select George Karloftis, edge out of Purdue. And honestly, if the Packers took George Karloftis or Dax Hill at 22, I would be pretty ecstatic. I would like both of those picks a lot. Um, 28, I have Jahan Dodson, wide receiver out of Penn State. Then in my second round, I took Travis Jones, the interior defensive lineman out of UConn, and Abraham Lucas, my future right tackle out of Washington State. Third round, we took Jelani Woods, the freak tight end. And then on day three, I have DeMarco Jackson, an inside linebacker, Romeo Dubs, wide receiver, Smoke Monday, the safety, Alec Lindstrom, the interior offensive lineman, and then Charleston Rambo, um, my final wide receiver in this class to round out the room. So I don't know, just a fun exercise always and how the board falls in ways that we don't expect. And it definitely will this weekend. It will. And I think even if we got one of these players, right, that the Packers take between the two of us, I'd be ecstatic because they always do something funky and out of left field. So final question for you before we wrap up, we obviously didn't make any trades. Do you see a world where the Packers package picks move up, move back? I personally don't think they actually use all 11 picks that they have. I think that's a lot, especially because they're going to have to pay all these guys. Um, But what do you see Goot doing? Yeah, we had to do this on pack a day. And my final, I guess, prediction was that the Packers do make two picks in the first round, but they're not going to be a 22 or 28. I think they're going to move around a lot. And having that third rounder at 92 gives them a little bit of flexibility. They've got a ton of ammo, you know, between that 130, 170 range if they wanted to jump back into the third round, if they wanted to move up into the second. Andrew Mertig, it's not going to happen. He threw out a really fun scenario where the Packers can bundle the picks they have and actually make three first round picks in the late 20s. Just go back to back to back to increase their capital and get some fifth year options on players that they really love while they're cheap. Yeah, it would be, it it would never happen, but it was really fun to think about. So the Packers have a ton of versatility this year to be able to do just about anything that they want, whether it's trade into the teens, trade back and let somebody that wants a quarterback come up to 28, move all around the second and third, whatever they want to do. Yep. I definitely see a world where potentially they're up further in the second round. So, up into like maybe the forties versus picking again at 53. Um, Very, very curious what, how the board's going to fall. I think where the quarterbacks go is going to be kind of the linchpin of all of this, because if all the quarterbacks start getting taken before 22, that obviously pushes tons of players down that the Packers potentially want. Um, And if not right, then, also, that that works the same way in the second round. So where do they take the wide receiver, the coveted unknown wide receiver that is going to come play in Green Bay? We will, fe- we will find out. Yeah, and one last thing before we wrap this up. There's always something that happens. And obviously this year it's not going to have anything to do with Aaron Rodgers, which is ideal. Um, we maybe will have a stress-free draft night as Packers fans for the first time in a long time. Um, come hang out with us on the Cheesehead TV watch party for a little bit. We'll be there for some of it. Um, Do you think anything crazy happens, whether it's player trades, like let's say Debo Samuel, Baker Mayfield, are we going to see players moving with these picks on night one? Because I think that it's going to get wild. I think in keeping with 
The rest of this offseason, yeah, totally. Because there are some big-name players that could go. I mean, what is Seattle going to do if they're trying to rebuild? Could they offload DK or Tyler Lockett? Like, there's a lot of players that things could happen. Um, definitely convinced that if it is going to be someone, it's either going to be, like you said, Debo or Baker. But I think teams will have to see, right, if the quarterbacks all fall and there's a team like, I don't know, the Panthers or somebody else who need a quarterback and then they go and trade something for Baker Mayfield. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun night. Yeah. Maybe the Packers will surprise us. And instead of taking a wide receiver in the first round, they'll trade like pick 28 for Scary Terry. (laughs) I think I would love that. (laughs) Oh, I'd be all about it. I'd be all about that. Yeah. So all of that to say we are almost at the draft. Finally, all of our months, if you've muted the words mock and draft, unmute them because you've almost made it. Um, and yeah, we'll have a, a recap show probably early next week once the draft class and the undrafted free agents are all back in Green Bay. And we can kind of you know do a deep dive into who the Packers have selected and brought into 1265. So Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. You can follow Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can follow me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. You can follow the podcast at PWSS Podcast on Twitter, on YouTube, Twitch, and Instagram at PAX, which she said. So once again, we will see you on Thursday night for the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.